Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka and Bharati Jagdish with you. It's time now for The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. And it looks like uh, the name on everyone's lips is Evergrande, isn't China, it? Yeah, China Evergrande. It's just not being budged off the headlines yeah. by anyone else. Uh, we know that they missed interest payments that were due on Monday mm-hmm. to at least two of its largest bank creditors. Yeah, it's Evergrande every day. So what we have here <laughs> is latest reports. Good Good one, good one. <laughs> it's still unclear whether banks will formally declare Evergrande in default and there's some talk about how they might give them a loan extension plan. Uh, so what's going to be closely watched next is Thursday, tomorrow, when it's due to pay interest on two bonds. So what's going to happen next? Let's get a bigger picture from Manpreet Gill. He is the head of ICC Investment Strategy at Standard Chartered Private Bank. Morning, Manpreet. How are you doing today? Morning, Ryan. Yes, I'm working my way through uh, an eventual week. <laughs> <laughs> Lots to watch this week. And of course, Evergrande making the headlines every day. It's worth noting, Chinese markets reopened today after holidays. That's going to put some extra spotlight on Evergrande. How do you see this issue driving markets in the coming days? Well, for us, the key focus really is on the linkages, you know, to, to other asset classes and, and to the macro economy, mm-hmm. because I think there are obviously, you know, the specifics around the firm itself. Like you said, we have sort of a few key repayment dates coming up. But the concern here is, you know, could there be broader contagion across financial markets and the economy? And I think that's the area where we're keeping a close eye. I think the good news is that so far, the fallout outside of the property market seems to have been limited, regardless, I mean, whether you look at the equity market or, you know, the dollar bond market. But of course, these things can change quite quickly. So I think that's sort of one channel keeping a close eye on. The other, of course, which we may not get a, an answer to you know, very soon is just how the, the resolution process works out. Because, of course, there are many open questions in terms of obviously unfinished projects and supplier payments and things like that. And these things are rarely resolved very quickly. But that would be the second channel through which mm. we'd be keeping a close eye as the resolution progresses over the coming weeks and months. Yeah, Mumpre, if you talk about Chinese markets, how much exposure will you recommend right now in the backdrop of how we have slower growth expected because of what's happening in the economy? You've got even Bank of America cutting its growth forecast right now from 8 to 5.3% this year. There's also the issue of the regulatory crackdown. So how much exposure will you recommend to investors for China? Well, for us, uh, I mean, we have and we continue to sort of view China as Chinese uh, equities as a core holding. And the exact number will vary a little bit depending on which risk bucket, you know, each investor falls in. But I don't think, you know, this is the time to sort of necessarily rank Chinese equities uh, at the top of the preference order. So in Asia, for example, uh, one of our more preferred markets has been Indian equities, for example, which which have obviously followed a very different trajectory or looking more broadly. I mean, the US and Europe have been sort of, uh, you know, much higher ranking preferred areas uh, over the past few months. Um, so that's sort of mm. one approach from an equity market perspective. But even within equities in China, for that core holding exposure, the sector part is quite important because some sectors like property and, and consumer tech, we've seen have been quite you know at the heart of some of the regulatory pressures. But you know our preferred sectors are energy industries, which are arguably much more delinked, uh, more linked to international drivers or interest spending. And finally, I think it's more about sort of taking that China exposure, not necessarily to the equity market, but you know to the dollar bond market. I mean, both have suffered quite a bit in the past few weeks. But arguably, the valuations are at historically, you know, cheaper, the historically cheaper end of the spectrum in the dollar bond market, which isn't quite the case yet for the broader equity indices. Mm, so dollar bond markets and also energy industrials could be worth watching. And also worth watching is what's happening for the FOMC overnight. We've got, by and large, it seems lots of expectations of tapering happening or at least being announced in November. How would this set up markets for coming months as this is being priced in? 
Well, I think that's it's good to bring that up because we shouldn't lose sight of the Fed being arguably equally, if not more important, uh, you know, than, than of course the real estate sector troubles in China. But I, I think there are two key factors here. I think, like you said, the taping conversation uh, that'll be the big, the main one. But from an ex market expectations perspective, I don't I don't think it'll surprise anyone if we do get an announcement of, a, of the start of taper later in the year. What we think would be much more important is you know what that implies in turn for uh, policy rates because while the Fed has tried very much to delink it, it's hard to escape that we'll get, you know, for the first time in an updated dot plot that includes 2024, uh, um, you know, great projections, um, and the question over the market expectations, which currently expect the first rate hike in 2023, whether they creep ahead into the end of 2022. So the key for us will be through the bond market channel. If we see treasury yields rise, we think that will be the key channel because inequities, for example, that in our view would be positive for the value style sectors, which we think are poised to start outperforming growth once again. Hey, Mumper, let's wrap things up by talking about currencies. And a big event coming up over the weekend is the German elections. So right now, it seems like an open race. What are the possible repercussions for the euro here? So the key repercussion for markets is, you know, to what extent the combination we get, uh, you know, is positive for fiscal policy because, you know, there are many, many combinations possible. But, you know, depending on the the nature of coalitions, uh, you know, you end up with greater, you know, like fiscally expansive policy uh, promises, uh, you know, depending on who sort of retains the most power. And for markets, I think that will be the key because, you know, a more fiscally expansive policy, more you know, fiscal integration with the EU, we think will be positive for European assets, including the euro. And we think, you know, break out, you know, above 1.19, you know, can sort of allow the euro, uh, you know, rally to resume. But we would be patient because, you know, in the past, just because we've got past the election doesn't mean that the coalition will be agreed to mm. immediately. It's possible, but it could take time and equally some time for those policy measures to play out. So I think, you know, something we'll watch closely, but, you know, what impact has on fiscal policy? That's really key for the euro. Yeah, quite a tight race when it comes to the German elections right now. We've been Manpreet Gill. He is the head of FICC Investment Strategy at St. Chartered Private Bank. Manpreet, thank you for the time again. Thanks very much. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.